Oh my god, is this what's in Area 51? Just the lore? <gasps> is this where they are? <gasps> is this where my vampire husband is? <laughs> Marge, you solved oh my it. God. <laughs> I'm coming! I guess we're all we're all making a trip to Area 51. episode of romance of the monsters i'm em hi i'm s i'm seth um this week we read dark needs at night's edge by cressley cole which is book five in the immortals after dark series yes we're still on that train <laughs> and we will be for a very long time <laughs> we're not getting off anytime soon what is this book about all seth? right okay so basically we actually the book starts off with our heroine's murder like, how often can you say that the heroine starts off being dead? Like, she literally died. Well, I actually think this is a common thing really? in the series. Well, okay. No, I'm getting ahead of myself because I just started a book where this happens. It's a later book in the series. So she died and by basically her ex-fiance was a psycho and decided to stab her. And she tragically died in the 1940s. Is that one? No, it was 20s. It was the 20s. I think it's the 20s, yeah. Yeah, it was the 20s. She died in the 20s. Um, and then we flash to. And I she's guess, a the dancer. We should probably say that. She's, yes, like, she that's was a, a ballet dancer. Yeah. Yeah. And she was an independent woman in the 20s, bought her own big house, mm -hmm. you know, had all the money, the riches, she had everything going for her, and then her fiancé was an asshole and decided to kill her. And then he killed himself because he was like, if oh, I can right. have you, no one can. Yeah. <laughs> Psycho. So then we have Conrad, who um, who's trying to stake out his brothers. Do you guys catch the pun there? Um, <laughs> and because he, he wants to kill them. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he wanted to kill his brothers um, for reasons we obviously know. They are vampires. They turned him against his will. And also, Conrad is our first red-eyed vampire hero, which means... But also, you forgot to say he wants to kill them because at, like, a young age, he was... What? We know he was a part of, like, this thing where they would kill vampires when he was, like, 14. Yeah, I know. But, like, they don't say it at the beginning of the book. So he decides to go to this bar, and Conrad is literally crazy. He's drank too many people's blood. Like, he's, he's literally lost his mind. All the memories in there. He's just lost his mind. Anyways, um, we jump to Mariketta and Bowen also being there, but Bowen is literally dragging Mariketta out. And then Conrad gets attacked by his brothers as well as Bowen. And then... They decide to take him to the abandoned mansion that so happens to be Naomi's house. And who also lives in that house besides Conrad now? It's Naomi's ghost. Dun, dun, dun. And for some <laughs> reason, Conrad... <laughs> Shut up. 
Conrad is the only one that can see Naomi. I wonder why. I mean, we all know why. I mean, anyone would know why as soon as that happens. Well, well yeah. I have a question. I'm sorry. I'm yes. cutting off the synopsis here because I have a question. Um, we all know why, and it's because they're mates, but they yeah. do say at the beginning of the book that uh, Nikolai and the other brothers give him like a some like something that's supposed to enhance his ability to see his mate or whatever to find his mate or I I didn't really understand so I was like is it, it can he see her because of that because of what they gave him or would he be able to see her even if he didn't take that because she's his mate I mean it was like um I believe it was made by the witches so mm-hmm. it was a very magical concoction so I'm trying to remember if they gave it to him before he first saw Naomi because I think they gave it to him and then he right away saw Naomi and I think obviously it would take some time for us to go through his system for him to actually see Naomi all right so the whole reason why Nikolai bought Ellen Court or Ellen Court um you know from the owners but also you know it was Naomi's original place anyways the reason he bought it was because he's he was planning to keep Conrad there so that they can try and turn him back to being, you know, a sane, normal vampire. But we all know at this point that Conrad hates vampires a lot because he spent the whole, I guess his whole human life basically murdering, uh, murdering, hunting and killing vampires because, you know, it is believed that vampires are evil. So he just can't really reconcile himself with being a vampire the product of his hatred for so long. Anyways, he just wants to just forget about what, like, being a vampire. He just, yeah. What was it called again? The organization? I don't remember. Do you remember S? Cap- Capsliga or something like that? Capsliga. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, it was strange. Naomi is curious about this vampire that can actually see her. Um, because obviously she's not, she's never been exposed to the lore and she's just finding out for the first time that vampires exist also witches and valkyrie exist and she's just like shocked but she's also intrigued because someone can finally see her after like i don't know how many years i think it was 80 something years um but conrad is pretty much crazy at this point like he is not coherent and like you also see it in like the way the story was written and how his perspective was written it's very i think it was in present tense up until a certain point where he finally gained it like he finally gained his humanity and like his saneness back so you like you yeah it was really cool how she did that is that the book that you mentioned marge that there was like yes a, was yes and okay. then i when i figured out that her pov was in third past and then his was in present tense first person i was like okay i think i know where this is going i i kind of figured it was because he is just such a like he is like pretty cruel and like vampire-ish at that point and, yeah like, he's very into his head you know what I mean and I think yeah. that's what she was going for with the first person POV and like present tense of just like him being so just wrapped up in his own head that you know she wanted us to feel that as as readers and then yeah. it changes um later exactly on in the book. I took it as um like he even says it in the in the beginning that his mind's decayed yeah. And so I think at that, as, like, we're reading it, it's 
he's literally saying what's happening in the moment. He doesn't think further than that because he's like a one focused mind. Like he's focused on getting his brothers and killing them. And that's mm-hmm. just all he sees. And then, you know, as, you know, Naomi comes about and starts talking to him and, you know, he starts becoming more sane and you see the switch in mm-hmm. perspective and like time, I guess the tense of the way that it's written, you see it changing. And I just thought it was really cool the way she did it. And it's, it's so jarring too, because you just spent five books, like you just read five, no, wait, you just, well, yes, if you read the prequel, you read five books where it's third person past. Yeah. And then you open this one, and it's very jarring. But like you said, like his mind is decaying. It's the first red eye va- vampire we meet. I do think like it's well done in the sense that it makes sense because you're just so like, what is going on with this character? I like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something weird about this. So yeah. was it um, jarring for you, as? Yeah, I felt like it was a little. It did like listen. It was a little weird. Um, I tried following along with the book. There were some parts where I just, it felt like it was um, not confusing, but the way, I guess, his inner monologue to what the narrator was saying, I guess it was a little confusing. It felt very robotic in how he yeah. was saying yeah. it. Like, I yeah. opened the door. I pushed this open. I, mm. whatever. Like, it's, it was very, very impersonal, which is weird, right? Because you're mm. inside someone's head, first person, so you would think that would be more personal, but it was actually less personal. Um, which fit yeah. the character perfectly, though the switch does happen. Like he 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 does go back to third past fairly early in the book. I would say like yeah. as, as yeah. soon as he starts getting his humanity back. Do you remember when that was? I don't, I don't remember when actually. It just hmm. happened. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you don't actually realize when the switch happens to me means that it was done very seamlessly, where it fit mm-hmm. the character. So that the when the switch does happen, you understand what it means for the character and you're just it's not as jarring, you know what I mean? It was pretty it was jarring, but I felt like the way she did it, honestly, it made me feel more for the character. When that mm-hmm. switch finally happened, and you're like, Whoa, finally this man mm-hmm. is kind of thinking coherent sentences again. Anyways, where were we? <laughs> oh right. Okay, so no one else can see Naomi and the brothers come and go. Um, because obviously they have their own mates to go back to and they just it's against the law what they're doing they should not be trying to bring back um, a vampire who's gone red-eyed um, it's against the forebears code and they haven't told Kristoff which is their king um, what they're doing so they're literally doing it behind his back but um, they get called to Kristoff's place because um, obviously he finds out what they're doing and it's wrong um, so we don't see the brothers for the rest of the book, basically. Um, during that time, Conrad had some lucid time and was telling Naomi to steal a key from Murdoch or one of the brothers in general. And, um, she does it, but doesn't tell Conrad because she strongly believes that once he gets free, he's going to kill his brothers. Um, and obviously that's kind of what he was thinking at that time. That's what he wanted to do. Um, so she rightfully so keeps the key. we key away from him but like not before he becomes totally nasty to her and I remember you asked messaging us um when he called Naomi a a lap dog yeah yeah he was so cruel like my heart hurt for Naomi because she hasn't seen anyone in over 80 years and hasn't talked to anyone in over 80 years and like the first person she gets to talk to literally calls her a lap dog and basically says that she is a doormat and all she is like she's only around him because she wants to talk to someone 
anyone. Anyways, so we also find out that um, she suffers through her death anytime there's a silver moon. And Mm -hmm. that so happened to be the night where Conrad was disgusting to her. Um, but what is a silver moon, guys? I was gonna ask. I was like, "What is a silver moon? Is it like a like? Is it like a full? Is it like a play on like a sliver of moon? Like a slight little? I don't. I don't. I don't know what a silver moon is. Is it just another word for like a full moon? So it's would a silver moon not affect like Lachlan and Bowen and stuff? No, because for them it's the full moon. The full moon. Silver moon is the same thing as full moon. Then yeah. No idea. All right, what is a silver moon? The silver moon holds the power of silver magic associated with life and death. Um, it doesn't really tell me what a silver moon is. Maybe and how do you it doesn't get it? exist. She might have made that up. <laughs> I think yeah. But she didn't give an explanation, huh, in the book? No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Once a month, she suffers through her death. But not before dancing her heart out until she like she literally can't control dancing. Um, she dances, dances, and then she gets stabbed and she dies again. Um, so she relives it over and over again. And she had hoped that she could spend that time, but leading up to that with Conrad. But Conrad is still not fully Conrad. And then slowly he starts to develop his personality again and starts to develop his humanity. And obviously he's really attracted to Naomi. <laughs> Like, he was really attracted, despite not being able to touch her. Um, but, yeah. What did you think of this book as? I felt like it was okay. Um, I actually think it would have been better off as a novella. Really? Yeah. Just take my heart out. Seth is dying. Seth is, like, as is just literally, she just, like, put a knife into Seth's heart. <laughs> Sorry, Seth. <laughs> just twisting it. <laughs> I love Bowen, though. I love Bowen. All right, enough from us. I'm done with you. You love Bowen? (laughs) This is not Bowen's book. (laughs) He comes out in it. (laughs) He comes out in it. Yeah, he does. He does. (laughs) Anyways, Marge, you're my only hope. What did you think? (laughs) Oh, no. I see. I knew this from the last episode. I knew it. Okay, here's, here's the thing. I really enjoyed the actual story. And I really, really liked Conrad as a character. Actually, I loved him. But I have a bone to pick with Naomi. I really, and I cannot emphasize this enough, dislike her. <laughs> Why? Really? And and this is not, I don't actually think that it's the character's fault. I think it's the, okay, so here's the thing. I speak French. And Naomi oh. is French. And there is French in this yeah. book. And the French really bothered me, especially because, so she calls Conrad Mongrain, okay? And in the book, they translate it to my big men, which is a bad translation to begin with. But not only that, but you would only say Mongrain to a child. And so throughout the book, how she was written to me, and and this is where, like, if you don't speak French, you wouldn't know this and you probably wouldn't, like, dislike her just because of that. But because I actually speak French, she was patronizing to me towards him. Really? Like, she was treating how she, how they wrote her French was patronizing toward Conrad. And I was like, why do you treat him like a child? It was really, really annoying me. 
and I I had like a really hard time overlooking that like I don't think I ever fully managed to just go well whatever you know what I mean like it's just a book or it's just like a it's just the fault of the French but like like her character in itself there's a lot to like I loved how comfortable she was in her own body um, in her own like in independence like she was fully like she had her own house she had her money she you know what I mean and like I empathize with the fact that like she spent 80 years by herself not being able to well there were people living in the house at, at certain times but like she had no one to talk to she couldn't talk to anyone she couldn't touch anyone she couldn't like feel anything so like mm-hmm. I I felt for her and then for that but like the it's just it's really the French. The French really killed this book for me. And I don't know if like Cressley Cole, I don't know if like anyone read this book that actually spoke French or not. But like it wasn't. I've read books before where the French where the French was literally bad. Like it's not even like it's not even correct French. Like in this case, it was yeah. correct French, but just used wrongly. Does that make sense? For me, I speak French as well, but I learned it as a second language. So Mm -hmm. I think I would miss a lot of things that you said. Um, So that way, like that didn't really hinder my reading experience. Like you said, like I'm not a native speaker of French. But um, yeah, I still love this book the third time around. (laughs) Like this is a book that I would go to and read. Yeah, because this is one of your faves. It is one of my favorites. And I love Conrad and Naomi. And I thought they were like, they complemented each other really well because she had such patience that Conrad needed throughout basically the whole book. He was at times not lucid and really awful. And he still is going to have those moments where he's not lucid and he's going to be crazy. Like he's going to have those moments. And Naomi has that patience to deal with that and has, you know, the will to deal with it. And it's a lot to deal with. And, but again, I didn't really notice the French because I'm not really a native speaker, but yeah, I can see why that would hinder your reading experience for sure. So it just makes me wonder, like, I just don't understand, like, did she not know going in the meaning of those endearments or I don't know. I just wish, here's my message to all authors out there. If you want a French character, please do not have them speak any French in your book. Just have it, like, said that they're French and then, like, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm not French from, like, France, but, like, do you ever hear me? say bits of sentences in another language like I don't it's not like I talk no. to you guys and like suddenly burst out into like a fr- like French sentence and then I'm like ah, did you understand the shit that I just said like no <laughs> I, like, I just it doesn't make sense to me we're not like this I just it really bothers me because then it's just they're just trying to overly show you look here's a French character French. like here's yeah. a character that speaks Spanish and you're like oh yeah Better just not. Yeah. Better to just not yeah. unless it's your actual language and you know you're going to do it correctly because it's just really frustrating when it's like this mm-hmm. because it can literally ruin your book. I mean, it didn't ruin it for me, but you know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. I would have loved to spoke a lot more had that not been in there. So, question. Did did you hear the... You listened to the audiobook, right? Yeah. What did yeah. you think of the narrator's um, accent throughout it? Naomi's accent. Was it annoying? Did it annoy you or? It was fine. Like, I don't think he speaks French, but for someone mm-hmm. who doesn't speak French, his actual French was fine. It was definitely more like French as in like Paris French, which mm-hmm. is, I think, where she comes from. So that makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, no, it was it, it wasn't like his portrayal of the accent that that part. It was, was just the words fine. used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's just the language that was used that I still loved it. <laughs> Seth looks a little defeated. No, it's fine. I knew going into this that Marge didn't like it as much as like I thought she would have liked it. Because on paper, I would love this book. On paper, I would. And that's what I'm saying. Like the actual storyline I enjoyed. You know what I mean? Like I can objectively say, yes, Marge, you would normally like this. And like I said, I really liked Conrad's character a lot. I love him. Yeah, he was a great character. However, can I just say that I really loved... Okay, so we've talked about the memories two times before. In one case, it Mm -hmm. was Thought Lane and Emma where she gets his memories and that's how they get over what happened in his past. And then we have Nikolai and um, Mist who... Nikolai gets Mist's um, memories and then he, like, misunderstands them. And that creates, like, drama between them. In this case, I loved how... So, Conrad is, like, plagued with memories because he's a red-eye vampire. And so he has, like, a bunch of memories from other people, that people that have killed, people that have been killed, people, like, whatever. Like, he has all sorts of memories just constantly uh, in his head. And I loved how in this book, the memories were soothing to him. It was like a soothing thing. Like like her presence, I don't know how to explain it, but just like her presence was just so soothing to his memory, like the memories he has. Oh, yes. Once he finally got her memories. Yeah. Yeah. Like he says at one point, like it feels good to have her memories in me. And I love that. Yeah. Like how, again, like she does it differently yeah. in this case, where it's, no, she here's does. a good thing. It didn't create any drama. It's actually <clears throat> good for him. So before the good, it also was kind of bad. It was something to be feared um, with Naomi because of how she, also we didn't talk about this, um, she goes to Mariketta and Mariketta, because she's a witch, she makes her real, like corporal, like she can be touched and look like a human. Anyways, um, but her one... Her one thing that she shouldn't have done was tell Conrad how she became a human and how that happened. Um, And so she told him that he couldn't drink her blood at all because obviously he could access her memories. Um, So it was a fear that if he drank her blood and also accessed her memories, you know, she would die, basically. Because as soon as she became that human, she was was living on borrowed time. She was going to die soon. Um, But yeah, it was just a fear for her before it became something good for Conrad. How did you guys feel about the portrayal of Mariketta in this book? It, I she loved felt, her. Really? She felt off to me. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I don't feel like she was like this in the previous book, like in her own book. She felt different Was she, how, different how though? You don't like think it's sassier. because of the, like, like sassier. Oh, okay. She was always sassy, though. She, yeah. Yes, but, like, not to this extent. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I, I did well, read a couple books between those two books, I think, so maybe I it just, I forgot how she was, but when she walked onto the yeah. page, I was like, wait, is this Mary Kata? Like, she sounds like, like, Nyx to me. <laughs> I, I felt like, um, it was because of the narrator. There oh, were some maybe. characters, um, mm-hmm that felt a little different. I was like, no, this isn't Kate or this isn't Reinstrom. Because he portrays them differently when they're the main character to when they're a side character in a story. 
Have you noticed that? Yeah. And I think that's, maybe you're right. Maybe that that was why she felt out of character because hmm. as a main character, he portrayed her a certain way, like her voice mm-hmm. and like how she's, she would speak and stuff. And then mm-hmm. when she was a side character in this book, he did it differently because obviously uh, Naomi mm-hmm. was there. I don't know. You're right. It's probably the, the narrator mm-hmm. and not the, the actual character. But I also think it could be down to the fact that um, we never really saw her with her own people. And, like, we did, but we never really see her just hang out with them recreationally, like, just for fun. So we never really seen her, com- like, comfortable in her own element. And also, we never really saw her after the whole mirror thing in the book, in her book. So we never really got to see how everything with Haxa affected her personality. So I think it's more like if she did seem different, it could be all of those combined. But yeah. I don't know. I loved her. I thought she was so funny. Her and Nyx, when they walked yeah. in that mirror and was like talking to Naomi, like Nyx is so Nyx funny. Nyx just steals the show. Me. Yeah, she does. I need like five books for Nyx. Like just give me a whole <laughs> series of 20 books of just Nyx going on adventures, yeah. like just being sassy and being weird and just like telling people their futures and then those people just completely misunderstanding what she means and then realizing that i thought it was funny she kept mentioning um the demon's horns how she wanted oh yeah nix is very obsessed (laughs) with those horns somebody give her a demon demon. yeah she needs a demon (laughs) wait i just remembered something I feel like earlier on in like one of our first episodes, you said that you had someone in mind for Nyx. Have we met him yet? Nope. Not yet. You have not okay. met him yet. Stay tuned, people. <laughs> we will revisit <laughs> You can this easily go in a couple books. on Goodreads. <laughs> you can easily go on Goodreads and like search through people's like theories. A lot really? of people kind of think the same way, yeah. I just want to know. Just tell me. You're not going to know him yet. There's no point. You're not even going to know who, what he is. What book then? Um, Sweet Ruin. So not until like what book? A million? Yeah, book a million. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Can we also talk about guys? Once Conrad regained his lucidity, mm-hmm. he was such a soft boy. I mean, they all are. Aren't they? He's so yeah. cute. And Conrad was a virgin. He was, so he was virgin boy alert. Everyone. I feel, <laughs> I feel like everybody is, well, not not virgins, but right? Every character, they're celibate? They're like reborn right? virgins. Basically, <laughs> Bowen, like, uh, yeah, the vampires for sure, but Bowen especially too. This poor man. Oh, girl. You know, it's been like yeah. thousands of years for this man. <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. is it not like just cr- like how is it not crusty up in there? Like how? Is Ew, what, Marge? <laughs> I mean, yeah, very, cr- very crusty. Okay, especially, I don't know. I okay, hold on, hold on. Especially the demons, which. I'm getting ahead of myself, but the demons can't actually ejaculate. They can't actually ejaculate. Yeah, there you go. I'm trying to say. <laughs> so it's just like in there. It's just swimming in there for thousands of years. Like, well, it seems how- like all of them, right? Well, I mean, the vampires too, yes. But the, the demons yeah. actually can have sex. The vampires can't because they can't actually get hard. But the demons mm-hmm. can. They just can't ejaculate until they're with like their mate. 
So that's why they attempt, right? Yeah. They attempt yeah. with everyone. And then that's how oh. they know. It's like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> now we know. She's the one. I can't stop coming right now. <laughs> it's just pouring Welcome to Lore Sex Ed 101. <laughs> okay, so Literally. I have a question. I have a question yeah. for the next book, but I don't know when to ask it. Um, ask it now. Since, yeah, you, ask since it. you've read it already. Um, okay, so first... Uh, I think this okay. I don't even know. I don't even want. I have two questions. <laughs> does anyone that. does anyone end up with the human like human human completely? Is um, this kid end up? Yes and no. Or do they all like somehow have like a immortal element to them? Something happens to them where they have to. I can't answer that. Okay. Do you want like just a short answer? Yeah. Give me a short answer. Is anyone a human and stays a human? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, because, right, because we have to remember that the, the that's what I thought, Seth, um, because we have to remember that these meetings are happening because of the accession that's coming. And so the point is to create alliances between, mm -hmm. like, species. So, like, humans People. are useless yeah. to them in this accession because you human humans don't know that they, they, they exist. And, like, they would but, have no powers. But Nyx mentioned that they, she was naming off, like, who they had on her, on, on yeah. their side. Did she say And she humans? mentioned, like, mm -hmm. the FBI or, like, the CIA or something. Yeah. Like and then, like, a drug lord. <laughs> Nyx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, I'm wondering if humans come into the mix and where they stay human and... You know. I can see what she meant with the FBI, but yeah, like you'll see later the FBI. on. Like the FBI probably knows. <laughs> is this? Oh my God! Is this what's in Area Fifty One? Just the lore? <gasps> is this where they are? <gasps> is this where my vampire husband is? <laughs> Marge, you solved oh my it. God. <laughs> I'm coming. I guess we're all we're all making a trip to Area Fifty One. Yes, we're about to invade Area Fifty One. Everyone, sign up if Let's you want hope. to join. <laughs> Let's hope my mate is a vampire, guys. <laughs> well, again, don't want to get ahead of myself, but my answer might change. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Stay tuned next week for an update on what Marge prefers in this world. <laughs> it wouldn't be next week. It'd be, like, probably the week after. Probably the week after, actually. <laughs> Stay tuned <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> oh, God. I know the suspense is killing everyone right now. I know, I know. I know. I mean, like, our discussions are very interesting, as they are. I mean, they really are. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Okay, so I just looked at my notes. And yes. when um, Cade and Rydstrom, when they were at the bar waiting for Nyx, um, Reagan shows up with a cowboy hat on her head. Like, what? what is going on? <laughs> Um, These Valkyrie are so chaotic. No, a cowboy hat. What is going on with this girl? But more specifically, what is going on with her fashion? <laughs> That's what I want to know. You know what? Leave Reagan alone, okay? She's been alive for thousands of years. She can wear whatever the heck she wants. And Reagan has that, like, constantly drunk energy. She just feels yeah. constantly yeah. drunk to me. She does. <laughs> just the yeah. life of the party. Okay. So, can we talk about the ending of this book? Because it was actually it was pretty really intense. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the way that the narrator did it, the like, Conrad's voice towards the end 
you can feel the emotion in his voice really? like it's all shaky yeah. and he sounds like he's about to cry if he's not already crying like it was done so well like by that point i really felt for him i was like oh mm-hmm. my god my baby is about to cry i just want to hug him she all right she's still alive she's like buried on like six feet under but she's fine <laughs> He was freaking out. And then him worrying about trying to get there as well, trying to find a car and he can't trace to the place and and then his what frustrating his begging me a lot was like Yes, oh, they I were at, Sebastian. That I feel like scene. Sebastian was such an asshole. Like they didn't believe him, so I was I was very frustrated with the brothers. But Nikolai my yeah, they were assholes. Nikolai said yes. He didn't believe him, but he went because he loves his brother. I was like, Nikolai coming through. <laughs> yeah, he did say that. So I was like, okay, fine, Nikolai. Sebastian and Murdoch were just like, bye. They were so – I was actually really sad because, yeah. like, I get it. Like, he hasn't been their brother for 300 years, basically. But it's like your brother is coming to you crying, screaming that, like, oh, my gosh, I need you – like, I need your help. And, like, they can hear and see that he's, like, he's blooded. You know he has a mate. And you're not going to, like, do whatever you can to, like, help him. Like, I get it. You have your mates to go home to. But, like, yeah, it's just, it was really, it rubbed me the wrong way. I was really, Mm -hmm. really disappointed in Sebastian. Yeah, agreed. How did you feel about the killing blow being delivered by Mr. Cade? Oh, Cade on. He felt so bad. Yeah. I know. It was How a do you mistake, feel everyone. He didn't mean it. <laughs> he didn't mean it. The stupid demon that was part of, like, the human order to kill vampires literally, like, pulled her in front of him. And poor girl got stabbed in the gut. And it also got it caught. Did he not see her? Or is it just was, like, a quick movement? It was, where... a, it was a quick movement. He didn't see quick her. Movement, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he kept repeating he didn't see her. And then, like, how devastated he was afterwards because, obviously, their only chance was to essentially torture Conrad for information because they're looking for the location of this sword that will kill the one sorcerer that they need to kill, him and um, Rystrom. And Mm -hmm. once Conrad lost his mate, he was like, there's nothing we can do that will hurt as much as what had just happened to Conrad. Like, this lead that we had is gone now. It's useless. We can't, yeah. like, there's no point. He won't ever suffer more than this. So I was like, oh, poor boy. <laughs> like, you really, yeah. he's just been through it. <laughs> but he also um, realizes that, like, obviously mortals are weak. And we find out that his mate is human. So he's yeah. like, great, I really can't be with her now because our world is so insane and so dangerous. Well, and Nyx is like, would you give up your mate for this? And he, at that yeah. point, he's like, yeah, I would because I've messed up so many times in my life before. Like, mm-hmm. I would. Because, like, yeah, he messed up so greatly that he made his brother lose his kingdom and he obviously suffers, you know, a lot. I don't know, I guess feels a lot of guilt for what had happened. But yeah. I actually think this is the first book that actually is playing around with so many side plots. Meaning you have the actual plot, which is Conrad and Naomi. 
But you also yeah. have Bowen and Mariketta's story that sort of continues in this book, which was interesting because usually you would think theirs is over because they were the previous book, and yet no, yeah. there was still trouble ahead in this book. Mm -hmm. In this book for them, I know. And then there's also Cade's story that's like starting to unravel because obviously he's the next book, so like you start yeah. seeing that that's like intertwined in this plot too so i feel like it's the first book where there's this many side stories also playing out yeah at the same time and it's also the first book where we get different perspectives as well then this oh, you right cuz she yeah, is right. it really we didn't get different you perspectives get... in the last book didn't we like one or two of the brothers kate and in book three, no. I don't think we got them. Did, actually, no, we might have. Bowen, no. maybe. No, that was Bowen's book. <laughs> Wait, in, in Bowen's book, didn't we get, like, Kate or, or right, Rightstrom? Did we? At least one? I don't I want to say we did. Maybe. Well, usually maybe when we you, did. Usually when you get that, it's because it's the next book. So if we mm. would have had a POV in that book, in Bowen's book, from another character, it probably would have been Conrad, but I don't think so. But maybe That's not necessarily right always true. Huh? Yeah, because like J.R. Ward, when she like writes her books, it's literally a million perspectives at the same time, and maybe mm -hmm. they won't get a book until like book 10. Um, well, yeah. I mean, okay, so in this book, there's a POV from Cade. Because Kate is the next book, and then in Kate's yeah. book, don't want to get ahead of myself, but there is a POV in Rystrom's POV because Rystrom is the next book. So mm -hmm. I'm just assuming that that's what she's doing. Yeah. Okay. Can we also talk about which I really thought you guys would have talked we about? We need to stop um, asking already. for permission. Can we also talk about this? Let's just talk about it. <laughs> like, just, All right. Fine. I'm talking about this. Whether you guys include yourself in this discussion or not i might just be discussing oh, it with right. myself anyways so basically <laughs> so um that scene where conrad decides to you know live his life with naomi and mm -hmm. you know destroy the demon and obviously get rid of the demons Cade and rydstrom he decides, you know, there's no key in sight. He decides he's going to cut off his own hands. He pulls off a lock uh, lane in this book. He pulls a lock lane and cut, literally slices his hand off and turns to Naomi and is like, can you get the other hand? Yeah. <laughs> and then Naomi is like, was, wait, so I had the key. <laughs> These men are just, they're just, they're just too impulsive, I think. Yeah, they <laughs> I are. know. Agreed. But like it's somewhat romantic. It's somewhat yeah. romantic because yeah. it's like he would do anything to be with Naomi, like and would do whatever it took to be with her quickly. And but that did he, he do it with that intention? Cutting off his hands. Hmm? Did he do oh, yeah. it with that intention to be with her? Yeah, or yeah. just to because yeah. he wanted to do something else? No, I think it's clear that it's for that. No, he needed he needed to get free. Yeah, yeah, he needed to get free so he can kill the demon. And obviously get Cade and Rydstrom off his back. And to do that, he needed to be off the, the property. So he's like, let me cut off my hands. I'll regrow in like three days. Yes, but the difference is that by that point in the story, he wants to do all of that so he can have a life with her. Whereas in the beginning, yeah. when he asks her to find the key for him, it's it's just because he wants to kill his brother. And just like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So his his like reason for doing it changes. 
Exactly. And she's just like, you idiot. Like, <laughs> just let me talk. I have the key. <laughs> yeah, but that part but was heartbreaking like, as well, though, for me. Huh? Because he goes off on her. That part was heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes off on her and she's like, wait, don't say anything that you're going to regret. And like, he says it. And he then supposedly it. he hears her crying the whole night. And she's like sitting by some pond with like the nymphs or whatever, <laughs> just like crying. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because, because like, she can't leave. Pathetic, right? Yeah. She can't leave. Yeah. Like, can you imagine being so mad at someone? You just want to go for a drive or whatever, like a walk, and she can't. I know. <laughs> That's so heartbreaking. But at that point, he already left. But it's just like, she's literally sitting at the edge of the property wanting to leave. But then she's like, actually, no, bitch. I, I love that she took her life into her own hand. Well, not life her undead life into her own hands and was like, you know what? Let me call up Mariketta because yeah, you know yeah. what? This is my life. I make my own rules and I'm not going to be pathetic. And she calls up Mariketta and like, you know, mm. she gets herself a new bod and goes to the most dangerous party. <laughs> no, obviously like, you know, a real like corporal bod, like, you know, she can yeah. touch it. Yeah. Um, and she goes to a party the most dangerous party in the lore and, you know, has a great time and looking to pick up a new man. Obviously not. But, like, I love how Nyx was like, yo, those demon boys over there. Maybe you should get one. <laughs> and the de- I'm just not over Nyx and the demons. <laughs> I just, I feel like Nyx could have, like, a harem of just demons. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I this is the first time it. I probably wouldn't be opposed to it. I, she would love that. And, I mean, yeah, I don't read harem books, but, like, heck, maybe I would in this case. <laughs> yeah. It's Nyx. Nyx yeah. deserves a harem of demons. Yeah. She's just, like, Let's you make know, it like, picture, like, someone just, like, stroking a lion, but, like, it's, like, a demon and his horns. A demon's yes. horns. She's just, like, stroking the horns, <laughs> sitting on the throne, like, just... <laughs> But, like, the throne is probably also made up of demons, and she's just sitting oh, on yeah. them with their horns, and, like, she's just stroking all the horns. Y'all, Naomi, just, it was so heartbreaking when she was, every morning, trying to catch the newspaper. Ugh. Oh, yeah. It was the small things. Yeah. I felt for that. Like, she's just, she's just, like waiting the newspaper because it's the only thing she can do of like her day like just read the newspaper and then if it's not thrown far enough into like onto the property she can't like get it (laughs) and i'm just like oh my god girl (laughs) this is so sad it's so sad it's like the little things like in this book made me feel so much Uh like i just like i felt so bad for her and like even like conrad and her her little collection of things. Yeah, and she yeah, her collection of like yeah. condoms for the most part. <laughs> she girl had a lot of condoms. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's like, this whole this box would have costed like hundreds of dollars. And like, you know, obviously in this day and age, they don't cost that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. No, I even have like a scene that I highlighted because I thought it was just like really sweet. Um, so it was when I believe she was dancing or something. And then, so basically, the thoughtful vampire had pulled up two of them chairs in front of the fire. He continued to treat her like a woman instead of a ghost. And then the, um, the second sentence was also, uh, little things like this increased his already devastating attractiveness. 
because like it was a little things for her like he didn't treat her obviously as a ghost he treated her like the woman that she was and like obviously she hasn't experienced that in 80 years um so yeah I just thought it was like the little things like it affected her and it also affected me I just felt like Conrad was such a sweet sweet man I loved him despite you know his random crazy little outbursts yeah can you imagine being so starved for touch but like even he had been starved for touch too and it was just like they both I just I thought I loved them and when she finally got her body I just, oh yeah, she finally blooded him because obviously oh, yeah. she had a body. How do how, how do how do we feel about that sex scene? I thought it was so sweet. I feel like it's one of the least hot sex scene of the series so far. But, but you're right, as in like it's it's more sweet, less like let's just bang it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. And I feel like at that point they were already like in love. Like, they didn't name it. They didn't give, you know, that label to it. But they were already in love. So, like, as Naomi said, they were, like, not just having sex. They were making love. A big part of their sexual relationship is, like, her kind of teaching him about sex. Yeah. Because, like, she knows a lot more than he does because he's a virgin. So, that's a first in the series, actually. I think. Yeah. Is it? But. Yeah. Um... No, Sebastian was also a virgin as well. Sebastian. <laughs> the vamp Baby boy. <laughs> no. Was Sebastian a virgin or was he just... He, I feel like he had a bad experience, though. I feel like he did have sex No. Um, I think he was almost about to or something. But then, like, I think he called he himself scared. some bumbling... I don't know. All I just know, it couldn't oh. happen because... Sebastian. Yeah, he was too big. Like, not, you know, but I meant, like, in <laughs> I mean, height everywhere. and build. Everywhere. He was yeah. just too big everywhere. <laughs> no, but what I was getting at was, I just loved the scene um, right before they have sex. Conrad was like, no, this is never going to work. Like, he was freaking out. He's like, this is never going to work. I'm too big. Like, you're going to, I'm going to rip you apart. I don't want to hurt yeah. you. And then, like, she literally, like, had to, as you said, teach him how to do it. And, like, I just thought, like, this boy, he learns quick. But, like, it was yeah. just so sad oh, because, girl. like, as he was finally, you know. He took control. He went insane. I love, I loved it. Anyways, but I loved when he was, like, actually getting in there. And, like, he sees her eyes watering. And he's like, you lied. You told me it would never yeah. hurt you. And I'm hurting you right now. Like, he's so sweet, guys. <laughs> Yeah, and she was just crying because she was just feeling so much. Like, she yeah, was just yeah. very overwhelmed. As you would when you haven't been touched by a single person in 80 years. <laughs> I, I think I would cry too. <laughs> yeah, Conrad, I know we're not doing lists right now, but, like, number one for me. Is he? Yeah, Conrad? Yeah, I, lo- I love Conrad. Why shouldn't we do the list now? Oh, you want to do it now? All right, yeah. let's do it now. Why the heck not? All right. Okay. I'll start Okay. since, you know, I've already started. Um, so we're ranking the vampire. Not vampires. Well, <laughs> we're ranking. <laughs> S is like werewolf erasure. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's like, where are the werewolves? How dare you? Um, <laughs> so we're ranking um, the males and also females of the Immortals After Dark series. Um, I guess from least favorite to the favorite no, from from most favorite to least favorite i think is that we oh, okay do there it. you go okay yeah 
All right, yeah, yeah. So from favorite you, to least you favorite. You already right. started. So Conrad for you. Conrad, num numero uno, Conrad, um, Bowen. Um, I feel like your list changes every week. No. I feel like S's and mine are pretty much the same every week, and then yours kind of, like, moves around. <laughs> like, one week is, like, Nikolai, and then the next week is, like, Bowen. And then it's, like, Conrad. Okay, okay, but, like you know once you read a character you're like actually this is what i've been waiting for unless you're me and you're just like nikolai <laughs> can you not disrupt my list maybe <laughs> go on, it's very go on. serious business everyone let's listen to what okay. Seth has to say <laughs> conrad yes bowen um i believe it was sebastian or what Nikolai, and then no, it was Nikolai, Sebastian, and then Lockley. I cannot believe that my man is so low down that list, but okay. Your man is third. Well, third is not first, <laughs> <laughs> and first is where he should be. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> what about you, Us? So I would go with Bowen, Lachlan. Nikolai. Every week. Every week. Steph and I cannot believe this. Conrad and then Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian last? Yeah. Wait, why is Baby. Conrad why is Conrad so low on your list? Why is baby Sebastian so low on your list? What the hell? Nikolai is did you want Nikolai at the end? No, I like Nicole. I really love Nicole. Sebastian, no. After this book and his little... Yeah. No. I could, no. That's why he kind of dropped on my list, too. He, Yeah, he really did. But I will say that I'm really intrigued um, with Murdoch. Um, okay. Nikolai? That's the <laughs> obvious one. <laughs> and then... Oh, this is tough. Um, Nikolai... I'm gonna say Bowen. All right, disconnected. We are done. This is the last episode ever of Romancing the Monsters. I don't know if Let I want to I don't know if I want to say Bowen and Conrad at the same spot, or Conrad is a little bit less than Bowen. I don't know. It's okay. What is it about Conrad less. you don't like? What is it about Conrad that you don't like? S and M. Well, I just I think just Bowen left more of a mark on me. <laughs> is that a pun? <laughs> pun unintended, but I'll take it. <laughs> um, Bowen Conrad. Who am I missing? Sebastian and then Lockling? Lockling. Sebastian and Lockling. There you go. What about the girls? I can't believe I'm friends with you both. Well, is where I'm at <laughs> today. No, but it's so. interesting though, because... We all like different books so far. Like our favorite yeah. books in the series has has all been like a different one, and then mm -hmm. and then we all prefer a different man, man too, and probably a different woman too. So true. It just proves that this That's series fun. is a little bit of everything for everyone. At yeah. least we're not fighting over the men, I guess. Yeah, which we usually yes. are. So uh -huh. oh, and yeah, we get pretty nasty. But yeah, Conrad number one. Number one. I love that and man. And then, okay. The females Next. now. Okay. <laughs> Next. 
<laughs> she's, she doesn't count yet. But she, I feel like she's everyone's number one. I love her. <laughs> she's the obvious number one. <laughs> okay. Missed. Katarin. Mary Ketta. Emma. Naomi. F. I would go with Mary Ketta. Missed. I'm sorry, I'm looking over here because I have it written down. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of bitches. It's a lot of bitches. So, Mariketta, Mist, Emma, Katarin, mm, and then Naomi. So, she was your, uh, wait, she was your least favorite too. Yeah, I mean, okay. I feel like she was the one that didn't really make an impression. Mm-hmm. Like I loved her character in the moment. Like I think she was like a great character. I mean, and she she's complimented just, she's Conrad. no Valkyrie. She's no Valkyrie. Yeah, and she's she no complimented witch. Conrad really well. She's what he needed, but yeah, as like you know a female on her own. Like I just felt like, yeah, she's like she didn't have like that extra, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So okay, so this is my order. Um, Mariketta. Um, Katerin, Mist, um, Emma, and then, yeah, Naomi. But I feel like they're interchangeable, Emma and Naomi. I think I prefer Emma than Naomi. I mean, like, Naomi wasn't, for me, wasn't a bad character. It's just, you know, putting her with all the other females that we've met, she, you know, wasn't much there. I feel like if this podcast ever stops existing is because we got into a fight over the rankings <laughs> yeah how dare you but i mean like it's not that we lo- like dislike the characters at the bottom it's just the ones that we don't resonate with as much like i can't really relate to naomi sure. like there's nothing about her that i see myself in like you know like i don't yeah. see myself in naomi at all mm-hmm well, for the men, I'm about to start throwing arms. I'm not above starting a fight if, like, 20 books down the line, Nikolai's at the bottom. Yeah, no, Conrad deserves number one spot. I almost disowned both of you guys because of that. I wanted to do something fun. Can we do, like, a fuck, marry, kill type oh. of thing with the characters? Oh. Okay. Do you, do you okay. have, like, options? Yeah, but I want to give you girls options. So, okay, so I'll give you three. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off. I'll give you three options to pick, okay. and then you get to pick your fuck, Mary kill. Okay. 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 So who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay, so fuck, Mary kill between Sebastian, Nikolai, and Lachlan. Okay, I'd say... <laughs> okay, I, are we looking at it just their books, or are we looking <laughs> at them up until... This- way too seriously (laughs) (laughs) it's just fun very cool okay um okay i'm gonna go with hmm (laughs) i don't know okay i think i'll marry nikolai because i feel like he proved to be like a great man and like he would be there for you no matter what through thick and thin he will be there showed it with conrad so marry him also you know i get to fuck him and then there is i think i'd fuck sebastian and then kill lachlan Okay, I'm going to have a controversial answer. Okay. Marry Nikolai. That's the obvious one. Fuck Lachlan. Uh-huh. Kill Sebastian. <laughs> I would want to fuck Lachlan. Heck, one of those... That is true, knights. actually. Heck yeah. 
but like just what like just once you know what i mean like he's too intense for me so like i'll marry nikolai and have nikolai for the rest of my life but i do want to just experience one night with lackland <laughs> with lackland yeah okay all right i want to ask you as one okay all right so i'm gonna give you so who would you fuck marry or kill um lockley bowen and who's the third guy one for her should it be should we say who should the third guy be nikolai yeah because that's our top three that's our top three that's hard yeah so between nikolai lockley and bowen who would you fuck marry or kill i would okay Mary. This might be this might be why the podcast end everyone. <laughs> oh she about to kill my man. I just I can just feel it. <laughs> okay, okay. Should I concentrate? Okay. Bowen Lackland and Nikolai. She couldn't even remember his name, Marge. He is dying. So Mary Bowen. Yeah. I'm gonna throw you off a cliff. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I wish we could record this right now just to see her face. This is where she pretends she has no internet and signs off. Um, okay. Mary Bowen. <laughs> Fuck Lackley. <laughs> Marge has left the chat. And kill Nikolai. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, uh, but... It's fine. More for me. I'll, I'll yeah. like, revive him and, and marry him myself. It's fine. Sounds okay. good. Perfect. Okay. Right. <laughs> that was All fun. Right. We should who, be doing that. Who is the monster in this oh, book? Everyone. Right. We should probably get into the monster. For me, I feel like it was really hard to find one. Um, in the sense where, like, obviously, like, there are... Because, like, Naomi doesn't know of the lore. And she hasn't, like, been brought up with this hatred towards vampires. Whereas a lot of our other heroines have suffered through that. I feel like the monster in this case could also just be Conrad as a person um, because of, like, his past, but, like, also what he is because it took him more than, like, just Naomi being there for him. It was, like, everything else, like, the situation that he was in that brought him back. Like, who's to say, like, he wouldn't drink randomly someone else's blood and then he reverts back to, like, being that awful, crazy murderous vampire what if we said that the monster for naomi is her loneliness true you know she has been lonely for so long yeah i don't know i don't know but i do feel like there was an element of that for her it wasn't so much something that is necessarily stopping her as opposed to something that has literally become part of her identity i guess like she She's Mm -hmm. invisible, you know? (laughs) She's... Yeah. No one sees her. No one hears her. No one... Like, she's alone. You can't be more alone than that. And... Yeah. Obviously, I do think that the memory of her death and the fact that she has to relive it every month is part of it for her, too. Again, not necessarily stopping her from, you know, reaching her bliss or whatever, but... I don't know. It is more difficult in this book. It definitely is. I I wouldn't be able to pinpoint exactly what it is. Um, can the monster be his brothers? Oh, his brothers? Ooh. Yeah. And like, um, 
I don't want to just say Nikolai. I don't want to say that he's he's a monster, but just what he did, yeah. his past and what he did, and just the yeah. situation and how they went about it. And and he did um he did mention it again, like Nikolai to Conrad that he didn't he learned from his mistake. He didn't want to repeat um what had happened. He wants to give Conrad a choice. So they were waiting mm-hmm. until he was coherent enough for it to figure out what to do with him. Um, so I like that Conrad had that growth in personality because, like, he needed to know, like, taking away people's choices is not the way to go. And I'm happy mm-hmm. that he learned from that situation. But I was also thinking we can also argue that Naomi's monster could be her fear of the future or the lack of future that she'll have. Because, like, obviously she thinks that before she becomes a human, she basically knows she has no future. She doesn't know what her purpose is in life, obviously, until she realizes that she's on earth as a ghost to be conrad's mate um and also to bring him back from the brink of madness but like she fears that she'll never have that future that she always wanted with her kids you know a perfect house you know she'd never have that especially with conrad because she knows her days are numbered so that could also be her monster is that she even denies you know wanting to marry him she gives him back the ring and like oh my yeah God, she does <laughs> oh it that was, was heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Yeah, because Conrad's like, but our, the next step naturally is to get married, and he doesn't know where it was coming from. And then her fear of the future also kind of made her die the, the second time around. Because, like, Conrad is only outside because of, like, what had happened, because he drank her blood. She freaked out at him, and he has no idea why she freaked out. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have drank from her. But, like, that fear of him knowing what happened, she thinks that she no longer has a future. So he was outside going to get attacked by the vampire hunters as well as the demon. That might not have happened in that situation if he was not outside alone. I also think that the scene in which the house burns down is also shows part of her monster in the sense that she you know he's like oh should we move and she's like no like i've paid for this place like i've been here for 80 years and i do think that her loneliness and her being stuck in this place was and like she was afraid i think of a new life a life that wasn't Mm. in this in the manner lonely um I don't know. I think that when it burned down, it was like her finally being freed of that, of her memory and, she and did. her hope yeah. of the past. She did say something. Yeah, because it, it burned down and now she could finally, truly start over. Mm-hmm. I agree. And who, I think it was unclear, but who burned down the house? Was it Nick? I don't know. I thought it was Nick's. I think it was Nick's. Yeah, that's what she was waiting for. Because she wanted treat. to see she wanted to see something, right? Regarding Naomi. Ah, uh, yes. Right? It was Nyx. I bet you Nyx just knew that this house was like the house was like holding her back and was like, yeah. I'm just gonna burn this shit to the ground and yeah. Nyx is the, such what a is matchmaker. It, the ever knowing? Yeah. yeah. Nyx is such a matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, that's literally in every book I feel like she's had a part to play in bringing the characters together. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Nyx also burnt it down because she probably did know that was what was holding Naomi back. But she also couldn't really figure out what Naomi was in the end. Mm-hmm. And like, I felt like that was a way for her to test what her theory was. And obviously mm-hmm. she comes out of it unscathed and she literally 
was a ghost and she thought she died in the house but then she realizes she's something called a phantom and that's an immortal that every immortal envies because they can be you know solid and they can also be you know a ghost-like creature so Mm -hmm. is she the first of her kind not the first of her kind but the first that we've met and i don't like i think there are phantoms in the lore but i don't know if you meet there is there is i don't know if we meet more yeah i think we do yeah i feel like i've met a few in the next few books oh okay okay but i could be wrong it might have just been ghosts i don't know oh okay spirits (laughs) yeah what the heck is the difference between all of them anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true but yeah i feel like now as we talk more about it i feel like there are a lot more monsters than i originally thought in this yeah i do think because I, I do think that's what I was trying to get at with, like, her loneliness. Because, you know, you get comfortable. I think that's what mm-hmm. this book really said, is that you, you even if you're in a difficult situation that you don't necessarily like, you get comfortable in it. And it's hard to leave it, even when you have the option. Sometimes it's you're scared of, you know, yeah. taking the leap and, like, actually changing your life for the better. And so you yeah. stay where it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And because she said, like, she was ready to just never leave the house. I feel like she says yeah. that at some point. Like, I'm just going to stay here when you're not here. And, like, I just won't go anywhere. And obviously yeah. that's not what happens because we know that she spends, like, nights with the girls or whatever they call it like watching movies and stuff so you know that that's Mm -hmm. not how it ends but for a while she was fully ready to just stay there when he wasn't there and just and and I think that was her not having fully accepted that like no like I should probably change my ways I deserve like an actual better life yeah and can we also talk about like Nyx's glimpse into their future? Yes, yes. let's do that. They're let's the first ones that. that have like baddies. Do I we know see that throughout the series. Do we? Sorry, that? Uh, no, we don't really. We don't see their kids. Like I feel like, um, we don't really see their lives. Like I don't think they will start their lives until the accession is over. Because like I just like it's too dangerous. Can we? Talk about the fact that it's the first set of twins. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. <laughs> right? Set. And then, like, it sounds chaotic. Apparently, oh like, God. one of the vampire phantom babies are, like, holding on to the door with their teeth because they don't want to go take a bath. Yeah. And Nyx is, like, like horrified at the thought. And then, like, Naomi is like, oh, how lovely. <laughs> and then Conrad's like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, like, I just I love, love how Nyx delivered that as if it was, like, the worst nightmare come to life. Like, you're gonna hate this. Like, this is the worst <laughs> thing that could have happened. Like, you guys are gonna have, like, a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, auntie, auntie Nyx is gonna be the best auntie, for sure. Uh, I really, uh, I'm praying that Cressley Cole, after, you know... They go through the accession. Whoever survives, like, yeah. we see their kids and we see their lives after. Um, do we see the accession throughout this, within the next couple books? Has it happened? Um, no, we don't see it yet. Do you think we do? Um, probably. I feel like when she wants the story to end, like, I feel like she'll, mm. she'll do it. But the whole point of the series so far is just 
making those alliances, like having those couples come together, those mates, so that they could form alliances. So that's basically what's been happening. So what did you think, and especially S, because it's your favorite book so far, what did you think of the fact that Mary Kenna and Bowen's story was sort of messed with a little bit in this one? I mean, I liked it. I liked that we got to see more of them. I liked the fact that it just wasn't, it wasn't a happy ending for them in the last book. Like, there was yeah. still a little bit of chaos with them. Um, like, their future isn't... Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they're, they're still, still working through their issues. Not through the... I mean, not through their issues, like, personally, but yeah. through their... Yeah. Whatever Mariquetta is. Her powers are still, like, yeah. a problem yeah. in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they're not comfortable yet. No, and I loved that um, Bowen was, like, to Mariquetta, like, don't do it. Like, I know... Like, you want to help Naomi because she became your friend. And, like, he's like, but you're, like, just don't do it. And she's like, you know what? You don't get to tell me what to do. Like, no man's going to tell me what to do. And, like, she does it and, like, obviously brings back Naomi as a phantom. But, like, obviously she gets enthralled. And then Bowen's like, we'll have words after this. Yeah. (laughs) He just sounds like such an old man. Bowen freaking out at the same time that Conrad is freaking out because his mate is like six feet under and Bowen is just like my mate is enthralled because of you and your mate and they were both like freaking out but I just love how old Bowen sounds with like we'll have words after this like I love it I love Mariquetta and Bowen I think they're so sweet yeah all right all right oh our last question um would you like to switch places with any of the characters if I can get Conrad, yes, I'll switch with Naomi. No, I don't think I would. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But I mean, like, her life was hard, like, being a ghost mm. for so long. Yeah, because, okay, well, if you're switching places to get Conrad, then that means you also become a phantom. Oh, that's not bad. And you're also bad. a ghost. But she becomes solid. Well... At times, she can also be not solid. <laughs> but that's by choice. Or, like, when it's, like, by necessity, she's no longer solid. I don't know. I wouldn't. And I'll also be the most envied species in all of the lore. So why not? And I have a vampire mate that happens to be Conrad Ross. Hello. Yes, sign me up. I'll be Naomi. <laughs> Girl, no one's fighting you. you can More have so him. than any of the previous characters. Uh, yeah, I, I told you, like, he was my favorite. Like, Bowen know, is, like, like, really... I'm really I told you this! Like, I, know. I told I feel, you he I was my like, favorite. I feel like this is a shock for you, like, for you to say that you love Conrad. I'm just like, really? Like, you would rather really? be a phantom than a Valkyrie? Kicking ass? Okay, but, mm. like, I would still be me in the sense where, like, my personality is pretty, mu- pretty much the same. And I'd still be friends with the Valkyrie. Like, they'd be my girlfriends. And, like, obviously I'd have Mariquetta as a friend, too. Um, and Nyx. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is and just Nyx. becoming the next fangirling podcast. We should just <laughs> rename it We Fangirl Over Nyx. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag Nyx forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I just, I don't know. I... Yeah, Conrad. If I could be with Conrad, yeah, I'd be Naomi. All right. But I mean, is he my forever favorite? I mean, we already know we I know love Lothair. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not pretend like this is a secret. Yeah, let's yeah. not pretend. Ah, oh, I can't wait till we get to Lothair. 
I'm so, I'm actually I say this in every episode, but I'm so nervous for when you guys get to walk there. So nervous. We're getting closer. Yeah, especially me. Yeah. Because I'm uh, on book seven, people, and he's like, what, like, book 11, 10, 11? Yeah. But I will say that his, there is a lot of books that I was obsessed with leading up to his book, too. Um, I think it's book t- um, 10, Demon from the Dark, I think it's called. And then there's Ra- oh, Reagan's book was so good. That's, that's, that's a, the one that I was hers. leading up to that I really wanted to read. And then, obviously, Lot There. Those three books are, like, so good to me. I love them. So I hope you guys love them, too. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Again, this is, the suspense is killing literally everyone right now. I just know it. <laughs> I just know it. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, whoever read this series, Lot There, is pretty much almost everyone's favorite. And if it isn't, then something's wrong with you. Um, no, because if it's not, it's the it's the guy from Sweet Ruin. If Lothair is not your favorite, usually ah uh, Rune. The other guy yeah, yeah, I did love Rune as well. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I did gonna be a shocker. Imagine if Seth rereads those two books and turns out she's more of a she's more a fan of Rune than Lothair. Don't say there. that. That is blasphemy. <laughs> but I do love Rune. Rune was great. His character was great. I won't rank them, but I know in my head already what what it's going to look right. like by then. All right. <laughs> do we have anything else we want to say? Anything to add to the monster conversation? Any quotes? Um, I do want to say one part that I found like really funny was when Mariketta was talking to Naomi. And then she tells Reagan, like, oh, there's a ghost that's going to come visit. And then you hear Reagan, ah! And there's a door slamming. <laughs> yeah. Because Regan is afraid of ghosts. Is it because of her, her like, dead lover that keeps keeps coming back? No, I just honestly think she's just afraid of ghosts. Like, that's, she fights monsters, but it's the ghosts that fear her. No, that she's afraid of, sorry. I just, I love when Mary Ketta picks up the phone and, like, Naomi in her head is like, I just hope she can hear me. And Mary Ketta is like, oh, we have an undead spirit over here. <laughs> or whatever she's just like all right here we go yeah, yeah. and now he's like having like a crisis like oh my god she can actually hear me i know and then she's like i love the lord and i'm like naomi me too <laughs> uh no and also i just think the humor again was on point i mean it always book. is though it always is I feel like it's getting funnier and funnier, no? Like, yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you get used to the characters and like their way, the way that they think and like the way that they talk about things. Mm-hmm. But like I loved when um, Naomi was talking to Mariketta and Nyx about bringing her back. And I think it was like a more complex spell, like resurrecting the dead or something. Mm-hmm. And then Mariketta was like, I did recently attempt it on my ghost cat. And then Naomi's like, and? Oh. <laughs> and then <laughs> Mariketta was like, and did you ever see Pet Cemetery?" And then Naomi shook her head. And then Mariketta was like, no. Well, my tigger came back wrong. She cried, <laughs> biting her, like, biting her knuckle. Like, I'm just envisioning what's going on. And I'm like, <gasps> and then Nyx is like, she rose to sit beside Mary, patting her back. There, there, favorite Wiccan type person like 
I just, I love them. That whole conversation was just amazing. I, I feel like the series would work well as a show, don't you think? Oh yeah, I think oh, so for too. sure. It could it could be really really cheesy, mm-hmm. but also really really great. Just like the yeah. the right because sometimes humor doesn't translate as well on TV as it does exactly. in, in a book. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I would pay a lot of money to see the the especially the funny scenes in this series like on screen. Yeah, but I feel like it's like it would be so hard to cast these people because they all sound like made by God beautiful, you know? Yeah. Especially yeah. Nyx. Nyx sounds like she's drop dead gorgeous, but like also crazy. But like, mm-hmm. I just I want I just I'm curious to see who they would cast for someone like her. And also the men are also abnormally large in all areas. <laughs> Well, can we talk about the fact that we had an awakening of who is the model for Lothair and also Rystrom? No, it's not Rystrom. It's Cade. Cade. What's his name again? Paul Marone. Wait, there's a there's so there's a model for Cade, or is it the same? It's the same guy. It's the same same guy that's on the on Cade's cover. Like, oh my God, Lord have mercy, this man. This godly man. Just do yourself a favor and man. Google him, and also Google all the list, like, uh, like a uh, all the books that he was, like he he was the cover model for. Just, just yeah. do yourself a favor and do that. Please do it because we spent a good, maybe it was an hour, all freaking out about how beautiful this man was, and he has yeah. done so many covers, and like he, he looks good on every single cover. I was like, how have I not seen this man before on any cover other than Lothair's? And turns out he's on a lot of covers. <laughs> yeah, like move oh, yeah. over, Fabio. Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Paul. Paul is the new Fabio. All right. Yeah. He probably hasn't done a cover in like years. He's the new Fabio for us. <laughs> So if he can just play every single man in the Immortals After Dark TV series, I'm fine with it. Just give him a different You know wig. what I'm imagining? <laughs> Mari, do you know what I'm imagining? Like, the same man, but, like, quickly switching sides and putting on a wig and then switching sides, <laughs> taking it off again. Like, that's what I'm seeing. I mean, it will just make a it A one-man show. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> he can be the girls, too, Hag. Just give him long hair. Just like the narrator, just he's portraying everyone. Man, yeah, it's too hot matter. not to be in the whole show, you know? Every yeah. frame. <laughs> okay, we're really going off topic here. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> Anyways, um, he talks about what he can do to um, win her back, but also, like, what he can do to help her, like, avenge her murderer, mm-hmm. basically, because obviously, like, her ex is dead already. Like, he can't go and kill him. So he's like, wait, I know a great idea. He's like, let me, you know, burn desecrate. the grave, desecrate it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, that's a good, you know, show of my affection. Yeah, I just loved it. He's so twisted. And she's like, yeah, but not now. <laughs> but then I love how, was it Mary? Yeah, it was Mary Ketta who's like, you know what? That's kind of romantic. <laughs> Like, I just love the lore. I just, I thought it was romantic too, okay? 
You know, we talked about how, like, <laughs> we talked about witches going around the woods collecting vampire spunk. And now yeah. that I've met Mary Kenna, I fully think she could, she would do that. Exactly, <laughs> right? That's, why, that's why I said it. That's why I said it. <laughs> I like Nyx too. Heck, I don't know what Nyx would do with it, but I can fully imagine like Nyx having like little jars with like floating things in them of just weird ass. I don't know what, but or like she gets it because she's like, I know Mary Kata's gonna need it one day. Or maybe she just yeah. likes to look at it. Maybe she just likes here. to look at vampires. A vial a, a vial of uh vampire spunk. From your brother in law. <laughs> oh my god. Ew. <laughs> she for sure like she for sure has horns, demon horns somewhere inside her house. That she, like, pets. That she literally cut off a demon, a poor demon. Just for their horns. I wouldn't even put it past her that she probably has Bridestrom's other horn. Because remember, one's broken. Oh, in a in Maybe a jar. Maybe she has um, it. Yes, it's floating in the jar somewhere in her house, in her room. And she takes I it out, that. you know, for her special private time. And you know, oh God, I just thought of that's it. Something I don't want. More you say now. I just pictured something really painful. I think I know what you pictured. <laughs> I want to know, can vampire, not vampire, sorry. Can demons feel what's going on with their horn? If it's not attached to their head, if it broke off, can they feel it? Like a Because of what you're thinking. A pain or like a phantom touch? <laughs> <laughs> because what you're thinking, Marge, I'm, yeah. I want to know if Rystrom can feel it. I mean, that would have been cool. I don't think so, though. <laughs> but that would have been, a, like, a nice touch. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. But she doesn't have Rydstrom's horn. I don't think she does. No. <laughs> Maybe I mean, she does. Who, who knows? knows? <laughs> Honestly, who knows? <sighs> All right. I think we're going way, like, away from where we're supposed to be. <laughs> I think where we're supposed to be is ending this podcast is what we were sure. supposed to do. All right, everyone. So this is it for this week's episode of Romance and the Monsters on Dark Knees at Night's Edge by Chrissy Cole. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next week we are reading... Uh, well, we're reading something next week. We just don't know what yet. We'll keep it a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a surprise for you and a surprise for us. Stay yeah. tuned on social media because... We'll announce it on there once we figured it out. Um, you can find us at the RTM Pod on Twitter or the uh, Romance and the Monsters podcast on Instagram, as well as Romance and the Monsters podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me at Bows and Lovers on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me us at But This Book on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can find me, Saf, on both Twitter and Instagram at Pros with Woes. And that's it. Thanks for listening again. And we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.